Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my name is Ron Mylander, and you're listening to the Formula Words Podcast. Hi, I'm Rosanna Tennant, and you are listening to the incredible Cut to the Race Podcast. Hi, I'm Dawn King, and you're listening to Formula Nerds Podcast. Hi, I'm Crofty. You're listening to the Cut to the Race Podcast. It's lights out, and away we go! Hello and welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's race week. It is the Japanese Grand Prix coming up this weekend. But before we get to the Japanese Grand Prix, we're going to be talking about Alpha Tauri. Now, to help me do this, James is back. James, how are you? How are things? I'm right, thanks. Uh, how's it going on your end? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you for asking. And we, of course, the one who never lets us down, who's always here, Abby, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Ollie. And it's have good you, to have James back. Have you ever missed a show, Abby? I was just wondering, just as I was saying that. I think I've missed, like, three shows in total. God, that's less than me. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> cool, no, I started to, to miss the, the Singapore <laughs> review. Best race of the season, well, well, what did you think of it? Yeah, let's let's start with that. What would you rate it out of ten? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a good seven and a half out of ten. I think, oh. at least on the Mackenzie scale, maybe even an eight. I don't know. I mean, as as mentioned, it is finally someone else other than Max has won during my son's life. So that that is an ex, an extra zero point five for that alone. Did your son watch it with you? Bits. He was also <laughs> asleep for quite a lot. But you know, he's three months old. It's three months old. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. All right. Well, what we are going to do today is talk about Alpha Tauri. Now, as we know, they are rebranding for next year. They've currently got four drivers driving for them, and it's a bit of a time of change for them. But I thought I would explain where Alpha Tauri came from. So Alpha Tauri begun as Minardi. So they entered the F1 World Championship in 1979. That was rebranded to Toro Rosso in 2005, when Red Bull essentially took over the team and had the two teams. Toro Rosso was always designed to be the junior team. So your drivers would move up into the Red Bull team as the as the primary team. And it was then rebranded, as we know, into AlphaTauri in 2020, and they've now called it the sister team. So it, it's been around for a long time. And James, I know you're a, you're a massive history nerd. 
it's it's had some incredible drivers over the years racing for this team. Oh yeah, I, mean, I remember Minardi being. You know, they were the the traditional backmarkers when I was growing up that you always kind of rooted for to get a point here or there. So. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, obviously Fernando started there, two thousand and one. Mark Webber in two thousand and two scored points on his debut. Like they've got, they had some great history, and then obviously getting the win with with Seb in two thousand and eight. It's it's come a long way from what it used to be, uh, and yeah, obviously being a sister team was maybe what. The, the idea was for them to push on and stop, you know, to operate as their, their own entity, but it hasn't really worked out. And it looks like they're now going to just become, you know, maybe going back to basically being a junior team and taking as much as legally possible from Red Bull. Yeah. So, th- I mean, this, this sort of, th- this backward and forwards of what is Alpha Terry, it's been going on, but in more recent history, Abby, can you remind us uh, what happened earlier in, I think it was this year where there was talk of um, them selling the team or it being uh, taken over or, or actually just leaving? Yeah, so there were rumours of Red Bull potentially selling AlphaTauri because it was too expensive for the upkeep given the on-track performance. However, the team did deny those rumours and now it is very solid and confirmed that AlphaTauri is not being sold. But in 2024, AlphaTauri won't be on the grid any longer. It will have a different name, potentially Hugo Bossball's Racing, which is a bit of a mouthful when you're trying to... It is. It's really complicated to say. But then there's Adidas, which to me shouldn't be an f1 team name weird. You, like and also i always when they're talking about potential team names you're like what would the plural be because you know you say oh one of the alphas is retired one of the hasses hasses is a little bit weird but one of the adidases Ad- adidai or it just weird? doesn't sound right <laughs> adidai <laughs> yeah i mean the, the hugo boss bull racing it, it, that just sounds wrong hugo yeah. boss racing yeah could work um and they've got some heritage you know the yeah i think boss have sponsored some big liveries like mclaren you know 88 Senna Brost, i think had hugo boss somewhere on there i think so it's, it's one of those but i don't know even a boss like Oh, he's driving a boss. Just sounds weird. The bosses are coming through the field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, the, the Hugo Boss are currently sponsoring um, Aston Martin, so they would obviously have to say goodbye to Lawrence Stroll. He's not a man I'd want to annoy. Um, but I believe there's something to do with one of those brands buying the Alpha Tauri brand over. And I think it's along there. Now, James, you've just told me something else before we started recording that I didn't see coming either. Um, what was it? I've forgotten. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the Red Bull talking... Well, but it was in Joe Sayward's uh, latest green notebook. I think it is his, uh, his blog. And he was saying about uh, Red Bull having purchased the Brandenburger Erstrom Quell firm. Uh, so that's a water business. And obviously we've seen BWT have been everywhere in recent years, making all the cars they can pink. Uh, so that was potentially one that they could use as yeah, a part of the branding, maybe even the name again. They're not going to call it a Brandenburg Erstrom Quell. You'd imagine that's uh, that's a lot. Uh, if you want, maybe just the Brandenburgers, uh, which... Sounds like, yeah, Gerhard's brother. But uh, that was, uh, I give credit to Joe Sayward for that. Uh, he said that. Gerhard Berger's long lost brother. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's three potential teams. I mean, when Alpha Tauri actually came in, I was just remembering, we were all like, is it Alpha Tauri? Is it Alpha Tauri? Mm. I never liked there being two Alphas. Yeah, no, I don't. There's, there can only be one alpha. That is the meaning of it, right? Um, 
so yeah, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Tauri. Um, all right, if you guys had to pick one of those three, let, let's just do this because we don't know at this moment. I think it is leaning towards Hugo Boss. Um, I can't see Adidas wanting to sponsor F1 because they don't sell any products really related to it um, that I can think of. But if you had one, Adidas racing team, Adi, well, Adidas ball racing team, Hugo Boss ball racing team, or the one that James said that I can't even um, pronounce, what would you go for, Abby? <laughs> Probably Hugo Boss. Adidas, no. The other one, I can't pronounce it either. It just, to be honest, I'd rather not go with any of them and have a new, completely new name come in. But I don't have any ideas of what that could be. But yeah, out of those three, it would be Hugo Boss. Yeah, I don't like the bull being tacked on the end of them. That's a bit like the Hugo Boss, maybe. I still find it weird, like a Hugo Boss. I don't know. I'll I'll go with that one, Brandenburger. I, I think that's kind of fun. Not the full name. So you're going with the Brandenburger Bull Racing Team if it is the Bull. No Bull. No Bull. I'm off the table. (laughs) And one thing we do know is that it is not going to go back to Toro Rosso. That has been confirmed. So That was a a great name. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I agree with you. Um, Okay, so that's that's the rebrand out of the way. So in just a moment, we're going to talk about the drivers. So currently, AlphaTauri, they have four drivers racing for them. They have got four great drivers racing for them. And it is time for them to pick who they want for next year. Because as we are recording on Wednesday, the 20th of September, 2023, they have not been confirmed. So the the seats are open. Abby, what's your bet on who's going to be in it and the the, the fallout that's going to happen? Because... You can't have four drivers. No, you can't have four drivers. But at the moment, it is Yuki Tsunoda, who has been with the team for the last few years. And then Daniel Ricciardo, who obviously replaced Nick DeVries, who the team decided to get rid of before the summer break this year. But then Daniel Ricciardo had an injury, as we all know, and Liam Lawson has stepped into the car. However, none of them are confirmed, but it is looking like Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo will be the main choices for Alpha Tauri. Yuki Tsunoda is reported to have a contract announcement this weekend in Suka, his home race. A German media outlet said the door at Alpha Tauri is closed. To be more precise, it was never really open. The contract extension with Yuki Tsunoda for 2024 should already be announced in Suzuka. So it is looking like he's a done deal. But then it's who's going to fill the second seat? Ricardo seems to be a popular option, given that they brought him in to replace Nick DeVries, and Lawson's only in the seat because Ricardo's injured. Red Bull have said that they don't want to disrupt Liam Lawson's Super Formula season, which he's currently racing in this year as well. But then Red Bull, which seems to be in control of AlphaTauri, have a lot of Red Bull juniors in F2. And the main option there would be Ayumu Awasa, who's currently third in the F2 standings. But then if you compare Owasa to Lawson and then Lawson to Ricardo and then Ricardo to Sonoda, at the moment, Sonoda is the one with the most points. He's got three this season. Ricardo was unfortunate and did not score any points in the two races he did complete, but Lawson has massively impressed. So no one is really certain at the moment, but it's looking to be Sonoda and Ricardo. Yeah, so I mean, that makes that makes sense for the rest of... Well, this year, if Daniel comes back, obviously he needs to have that seat. I just, uh, Sonoda, let's talk about Sonoda. 
James, what's your thoughts on Sonoda? And has he proven himself against someone like Liam Lawson? Again, it's, we've only had a short time to, to look at him, but what's your thoughts on Sonoda? Does he deserve that seat? Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, before You've teed me up beautifully for the point I, I wanted to make anyway, which was I don't think he should be in that seat. Like, If it were up to me, I would have Ricardo and Lawson next year. If that's what if they're trying to measure Ricardo against Perez, because that's clearly I think the long term plan there of having brought him back, and they want to establish what Lawson can do because he has thoroughly proven himself in the three races he's had. I just don't think Yuki's done enough over what three years now, near enough two and a half, two and three quarters, whatever. He got utterly trounced by Pierre in his first year. Got a bit closer last year, and then you know people said he was doing so well. This season against Nick DeVries, I think we can now see that maybe it just, yeah, Nick was never really quite going to cut the mustard and he was never miles ahead of him. Like he was kind of a couple of tenths ahead of a, you know, and you'd expect that against what was effectively a rookie when you're in your third season with a team. I think move him into the reserve role kind of position that they had Alex Albon in and Iwasa should probably go to Super Formula. I, I could see that happening. It would be natural. I don't know if they're keeping Yuki because of their Honda ties. I don't know if there is something more going on there. But for me, it would be a clear Ricardo Lawson, see how they get on next year. All Oceania lineup. I think that'd be great. Now, I think Chris Medlin has come out and he said... He, well, that that's what he thinks is going to happen. Um, he thinks pop him into the the reserve driver role, uh, Sonoda I'm talking about, and see what uh, Lawson can do. I, I wonder how much Yuki's popularity plays into this, because at the end of the day, um, it's attractive to sponsors. Yuki is quite a popular driver. He's got a really big personality. He's also Japanese. We haven't had any Japanese drivers in the sport do you think that plays into it, Abby, when it comes to which driver you're going to pick, or do you think it's all about results on track? I think it does come into it a bit. I feel like it can't not when you're looking for drivers for the team, but I do think it is ultimately performance on track and the results they're given. And Sonoda, he has struggled, and I feel like Red Bull are mainly focusing on him because he's matured since he joined and he was a little bit hot-headed at times but now he seems to have matured and grown up and kind of calmed down a bit but he hasn't been able to produce the results on track this year like Singapore Grand Prix last weekend he failed to finish for the second year in a row because he didn't finish the Singapore Grand Prix last year now it was no fault of his own this year he had contact with Perez and then had damage to the car and a puncture but Liam Lawson, his third race in F1, he was thrown into F1 in the middle of a weekend, one practice session before qualifying and that, three races, he scored his maiden points, finishing a place higher than Sonoda has all season in Singapore, which no other rookie in F1 has ever been able to do. No one scored maiden points in Singapore apart from Lawson. And he managed to knock Verstappen out of qualifying, out of Q2, which Red Bull were struggling this weekend. But it's still quite a good feat to have done, especially when you're a rookie three races in. So I like James's idea, having Ricardo and Lawson, Yuki reserve role. I feel like he hasn't he hasn't done enough to keep his seat, whereas I feel like Lawson has impressed massively again and again. Yeah, and it was, you know, when Daniel Ricciardo got into that car and instantly outperformed Yuki, that was the moment where you think, right, okay, so... It, 
Ricardo was able to do it and he hadn't driven for however long. And then um, obviously Lawson's come in and done a similar. It's it like like James's point was they need to be looking at who's going to replace Perez and I think that is the best way to do it you've got your AB test you've got Ricardo the old boy you've got Liam Lawson the one who's really shining put him in the car see if he's ready for 2025 and you know it could even be before that if he can really prove himself as we know they like to make mid-season changes and then if they do depending on where Perez goes you move uh Yuki back in if there's not someone else waiting to take that seat it ju- it seems logical to me however we do expect a Yuki announcement this weekend that is the only thing I mean it could be they're announcing that he's not going to be there next year at his home race. That would be home harsh. <laughs> but I mean, like, Red Bull are harsh. So, you know, you never know. Yeah, and it could be that they're announcing a one-year extension, right? With And in that contract, you've got loads of performance clauses in there. So there could be a mid-season switch. Yeah, yeah they, love a, they love a mid-season switch, so. Yeah. So do we all agree that's most likely what it's going to be? So Ricardo, uh, Yuki, but Yuki with a, with a real um, a hot, a hot talent on his back for next year yeah 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 that would be yeah it's the most Likely. plausible well we all agree that's that's the end of the show then um thank you for listening let us know what you think info at formulanose.com we do read all your emails so thank you very much for the ones that we've sent through we've also had some good ideas for future shows that we're going to do um so we are storing them up and we'll bring them to you soon but until the japanese grand prix review show thank you very much james for joining us Thank you. You're welcome. And Abby. I'm, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to keep these a bit snappier, you know. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We will uh, see you this weekend for the Japanese Grand Prix review. Goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Podcast Network.